Stampede. Garner is at number 61. Recorded 823-2020. Less than 80 days remaining, the outcome of the presidential election is far from certain. But one thing is certain. Regardless of the outcome, stability and safety isn't returning to this country soon. With more than 170,000 people dead within seven months by COVID-19, causing millions of people to be out of work, protests, and riots in major cities in America and across the world, stability and safety aren't the order of the day. Nearly an entire city, Beirut, Lebanon, was destroyed by a powerful explosion, leaving 300,000 people homeless in the blink of an eye. Economic downturns are occurring in many countries, leaving the real possibility of a global depression. 
I can't deceive you into believing the future looks bright. I don't like force being used on me or seeing it used on others for whatever reason. Overt physical hostility is becoming the order of the day, and often these disputes originate from a crisis of identity. We like to think of ourselves as having an identity, whether it belongs to an ethnic identity, a religious identity, a national identity, or even a racial identity. We believe we belong to something or an idea, and this can sometimes result in conflicts. The truth is, it's nearly an inherent thing. We see it in nature everywhere. That's one of the truths of the abundance of nature. The animals that swim in the sea together identify themselves with each other, and in many ways, the mystery of their survival is dependent upon it. And there should never be any question about wanting to survive. That's the whole basis of our existence, our need to survive. Without identity, we're lost. I'm not a propagandist. I don't gain anything by what I say. Unlike a lot of people in this country, I've lived a good life. So I'm going to say this. Social engineering, political correctness, and the belief that everybody is the same isn't just an aspiration in this country. It's a danger to who and what you are. I'm a pacifist with very aggressive thoughts. I accept the natural world I came from. I'm a part of nature, and I see the laws that guide it, and political correctness isn't one of them. Don't be fooled by the propagandists that want you to deny your identity. Nothing is equal or the same in this world, and there are reasons for that. Your ability to say who you are and what you think is important. And no matter how you're deceived into believing your values don't belong in this new world, 
you should resist that. You come from a long history of proven culture, and the propagandists would have you forget about that. There are social networks that will tell you how to behave in this new world of artificial values. They'll tell you, your history must be erased. Don't believe that. Don't be deceived into thinking erasing who you are will make you better because what they promise is false. Believing in the new world of sameness, social engineering can never replace thousands of years of culture. Destroying the history of your past, the meaning of free will can never be replaced with group think. They want to blame you for what is wrong, but what they offer is only destruction. You aren't allowed to think because you're the tools of the consumerist world, living in the new world controlled by hollow values.
Some people think if they yell loud enough, someone will listen. Well, I'm not so sure that'll work if they don't have anything worth yelling about. A lot of people can be fooled into believing they're complaining about the past, and they deserve something in the present. But that's not a meaningful future. Their present is to tear down the past, but that can't justify a future. You can't keep trying to erase the past because it has a strange way of repeating itself. There are variations on this theme, but the motive is always to maintain social order. These days, it's done through social networking, but in the past, it was accomplished by an arm of the government and continues today by surveillance. I don't think there's any question that we're being watched, listened to, or even followed today. But in 1956, the FBI secretly set up what was called the COINTELPRO, with the aim of the FBI to discredit individuals or organizations by using psychological warfare, planting false reports in the media, wrongful imprisonment, illegal violence, and even assassinations. This clandestine FBI program persisted till 1971, when J. Edgar Hoover announced that Co-Intelpro was over, and all future counterintelligence operations would be conducted in a different manner. Separate lawsuits by various individuals and organizations in 1976 led to the formal investigation of the FBI's counterintelligence program. But it should be clear to everyone the activities of harassment, intimidation, demeaning, and discrediting remains. It's taken on a life of its own by private groups attempting to erase history, a twist from the activities of government agencies, but all the same, efforts to control how social orders should look by using violence to accomplish goals.
while walking in the street, if you don't like what you see in the reflection of a window, well, just smash the window. Or better yet, if there's something you like behind the window, just smash it and grab it. Now, I don't believe in consumerism and the false promise that if you just keep buying stuff, you'll be better for it. No, I don't think consumerism is good for you. It breeds some very ugly human behavior. Not the least of which is instead of bothering to buy what you want, you just destroy something to get it. No, that behavior can't last for very long. But there will always be people who will try to convince you to keep consuming so the government can continue to pay their employees. And those employees are the largest number of employees in the U.S. economy. No, I don't like people who want to erase the past. But then again, I don't like being deceived. Maybe things would have been different if Columbus and Europeans hadn't discovered the new world. It's obvious the liberty we claim to have came at the expense of a very hidden, bloody history. And to say you're going to correct all that has taken place in the past by burning up a Wendy's fast food restaurant doesn't quite cover the damages. And when it comes to paying the bill, you better be more concerned with the present state of affairs concerning this country's finances. I belong to a European culture. Although I was given an Indian name by a Chippewa Indian when I was nine years old. And the truth of that is, I've often wanted to use that name, he who is lost in the forest, but it just won't fit on my driver's license. No, I don't like people who want to erase history because they can't replace it with something I can accept.
I could keep telling you about our country's financial condition. Instead, I'll stay on message and tell you about a real story of intimidation. Sometime during the 1960s, probably around 1967, I returned from college and was upstairs in my bedroom when two men came to our house. My mother let them in and sat them down in our living room. I walked downstairs to hear them introduce themselves. They were FBI agents. And the conversation went something like this. They wanted to inform my mother about her association with a radical left political activist. I won't give the name of that person, even though I remember it, and I can't recall how the conversation ended up, but images of the FBI agents are still vivid in my memory. I still see them seated in our living room. To be sure, my mother was no shrinking violet. Her family had lost their home during the Depression, and she was no stranger to poverty. She earned a degree in nursing and worked as a public health nurse and always retained a very strong belief in political activism. She marched on Washington in 1963. To be sure, she didn't believe in violence, although she owned her own pistol and knew how to use it. If she were alive today, I know where she would stand. She was always suggesting a profession for me. While planting trees on our farm, she would say, Ed, have you ever considered becoming a police officer? But then she'd talk at dinner about how the farm could make lots of money raising frogs making our place a frog farm. I know where she'd stand with people using violence. You see, we had a large bog on our farm, and there were thousands of frogs in it, and you could hear them from our porch every summer night. I'm not like you.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Kenyon Hopkins' music from the movie Hustler, 1961, Derby Time. Then you heard another composition by Hopkins from the TV series East Side, West Side, Recluse, 1963. Then from the movie Safe House, Raman Jawadi's composition More Past Than Future, a 2012 release followed by Christoph Penderecki's composition Phonogrammy, completed in 1961. Penderecki was a controversial composer of atonal music, primarily semitone and tritone. He was a distinguished recipient of the Prix Italia in 1967 and 1968, four Grammy Awards in 1987, twice in 1998, and once in 2017. Up until his recent death in March of 2020, he was considered Poland's greatest living composer. To close, you heard two field recordings. First, Dan Joe Cross, Frogs by a Pond, and then Oklahoma Summer Nights by Eric, 5335. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.